I wouldn't have done this two years ago. I wouldn't have done it 12 months ago. Mm. We wouldn't have this problem. And now as we grow and as we get more successful, what success brings is emphasize cracks in the business. Simple as that. When things are shit, you can't tell what's shit. Everything looks shit. When you're not making money and you're running out of cash and you've got shit employees, when everything's shit, everything mm. just looks shit. It's just a part of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but when, when things are good and you have good staff and people are doing great work and we're profitable and we're growing, when that starts to happen, the cracks in the business mm. actually become extremely obvious. Trying to refine it then at that point. 100%. Brilliant content. A great podcast and an absolute must listen to anyone thinking of starting a new business or is in the startup sector like I am. I heard the hype on the CPA podcast and had to go find it and listen to it. I have to say, I agree with other listeners that this subject is often so overexplained it gets confusing. Yet you delivered it very simply and easy to understand. Keep up the great work, and I hope there are more practical lessons like this that will make your podcast more valuable to listeners from all backgrounds. Thumbs up, guys. That is from Richie C. Hey guys, and welcome to episode two five two of the Startup Diary. Today's episode is another Friday trio. Three topics. One. What was the spiel I give? <laughs> <laughs> Adam's gonna throw three topics at me. I'm gonna choose one of them to dive a little deeper on. I get one more information wild card. He waved his wild card at Oof, me then. I'm struggling this morning. Get that coffee down here. I just made you one, mate. Hit me with it then. <laughs> Don't leave me hanging. <laughs> okay, Harrison, here we go. Three topics from learnings from last week from being a entrepreneur slash founder slash make it up as you go along and cross your fingers and toes and hope for the best. So, number one. <clears throat> you ready for this? Are you ready for are you actually ready for this? Or somewhat ready. Do you ready. need an extra hour? Somewhat better? ready. I need several extra hours. You do. So do I. But I think you really do. <laughs> okay. Number one. Performance management, engagement surveys, people analytics. Sounds like big company stuff, but we're about to adopt it all. That's number one. Mm. Sounds like the title of a book. <laughs> you can buy it on Amazon. No. <laughs> number two. Question. Will your CTO be impacted by Brexit? Okay. Okay. Topical. Number three. Measuring too many metrics, resulting in not enough action. There's your three. Some juicy mm, ones there juicy. for you, sir. Um, I'm going to just go in and veto the Brexit one because it's going to lead into a conversation that I have not <laughs> the foggiest, <laughs> uh, not the most educated um, or informative opinion on, informed opinion on, should I say. What was the second? What was the third one? Third one was measuring too many metrics. Too many resulting Too many too many metrics. What was the first one? Big. Performance management, engagement survey, people analytics. Sounds like big company stuff, mm. but we're about to adopt it. This is tricky because I'm trying to decide whether I should think about this for the listeners of myself. <laughs> so, 
because you've because you've said that, I now know. You, based like, on the I, answer I, you I wanna, give, I wanna, I'll know whether you're being selfish or not. I want to dive in. Let's do do I, the one that you want to go to. I personally make a good show. dive in on the. I'm going to go with number three, because there's been some changes with the numbers we record. Yep. And I want to know one why. Oh, I thought it'd be two, the other way around. This we want. I thought you selfishly wanted to know. Like I don't know much about number one, so I obviously would like to know more on that one. But the one that impacts me the most right yep. now is the numbers. So I'm going to go with number three. Cool. This might be a long or a short show. This could be a short one. We might be able to get number one out of the way as well as for a another show. Okay, we'll see. <clears throat> so this was measuring too many metrics resulting in not enough action. Okay. So... Mm-hmm. So this one's more of a conversation with you, Harry, okay? Because this is one that you're actually impacted by, as you know. So as a company, the headline thing that I want to sort of get across for the listeners of the show is there's an opportunity when you run a business like ours, or any business, to be honest, is to really go very, very deep on every bit of data that you mm. collect. And what I've sort of started to learn in the last three, four months is We've got spreadsheets upon spreadsheets upon spreadsheets of stuff. I get a daily report of analytics sent to me about certain parts within the business. As do I. Do you get the same? Do you get the same? I one? get the uh, the tool talk one. You get the tool talk yeah. one. Okay. <clears throat> and what it sort of like highlighted to me the other day, and it actually came off the back of us doing this round of investment, because there was a chap called Will. I nearly said his surname then. I probably shouldn't do that. Um, there's a chap called Will when we had a meeting. And the second question out of the three today was one that he asked just directly. So we had, I'll, I'll just cover that off. So Mark, me and Mark had a meeting with some of the investors. Mm. Mark, our CTO. And he was literally like, Brexit? Like, you're from Catalonia. Like, are you going to be able to stay in the country? <laughs> so, uh, and I'm glad you didn't pick that one because it would have been a very short show because uh, there wasn't much context of it and I don't really understand what's going to happen. Uh, it was more around contingencies and stuff like that. Um, and once we know more about that, it'll probably be interesting. So as part of this meeting with Will, he was like, okay, what's the core KPIs in the business? And luckily for me, I'd done some work on this sort of, because we'd done this fundraising or going through this fundraising cycle is it sort of put a spotlight on the fact that Individually as a team, that doesn't make sense. As a team, <laughs> every person individually <laughs> no is doing <laughs> every person individually is doing great work and there but there is no cohesive strategy around what that what that piece of work should impact. Mm-hmm. So we've got this problem in the company right now where we collect all this data and we understand where we drive value for clients, where we drive value for trades, where we drive value for Advertise whatever it is, partners, campaigns, advertisers, we understand where we drive value, but we don't hold people in the company accountable for moving one specific metric because we've got an understanding of as long as the company is profitable and we're driving revenue, then we're okay. So I just read this fantastic book called Blitzscaling by Reid Hoffman. And as part of that, uh, I won't go into what that book's really about, but he defines companies in stages. So it's like the one to 10 person team mm-hmm. is like a family and then like a 10 to 100 as a tribe and it, and it moves up to like yeah, a town and a city. Mentioned we, we mentioned it briefly before. So I was looking at what we're doing right now and I thought actually the reason things are working okay now is because we all we all understand what other people do in the company and we all understand that if we drive revenue and we drive the community success, everyone's happy. The problem is, is as we start to scale out the team, this the system that we've got now won't scale. It will break because what we'll have is huge inefficiency in the company because we don't hold people accountable for one specific department or one specific mm. KPI. So that sort of made me think, let me just throw this at you. 
If I ask you what your KPI is in the business, this is interesting because this might segue into number one, the first topic, because they're very, very tied in together, which is around performance, KPIs, user engagement, um, and performance management stuff. What's your KPI in the business? Well, I actually don't think that there's anything specifically being tracked. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like in theory, there could be, as in, if you look at, for example, the easiest one I can go to is like the support side of things. You could look at average response times, yep. customer uh, satisfaction, happiness, things like that. Um, but right now we don't do that because that's not my full-time focus. So yep. the averages are probably higher than they should be. Um, on the client side, it's probably a little bit more difficult because I kind of just do the job mm-hmm. within the deadlines, get smiles on their faces and then kind of tick but, but I suppose that's kind of a, but oddly that I think that is the KPI is yeah, like do, do you, the, do do you hit deadlines <laughs> do you hit deadlines and is the client going to pay the mm. bill because if they yeah. don't like the work you create they'll be like I'm not paying for that yeah. but just to drill into that for me this could end up being like a review um, <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus <laughs> just to drill into that for me <laughs> what you just established is one of the problems you've got in the business right now is the fact that you have you have two very very different hats mm. to wear in the company and what we're trying to do is allow people to sort of play to their strengths, become best in class and really enjoy that. So we're currently hiring for a customer success person Mm -hmm. to come in and take that away from you. So if we take that as an example, then that customer success person is going to be measured on the success of the community. And what that looks like through the KPIs that we're now going to start measuring is response time on live chat. It's going to look like when someone joins and starts their profile, how quickly do we get them from creating a profile to collecting Mm -hmm. their first review? What's the average time to first review? Because we know that's a value proposition for the trade. So what we're doing right now is we're looking at all the KPIs in the business and trying to get rid of all the stuff that isn't core. Like if I said to you, from the office package perspective, what would you think of the... So for anyone listening, we have an app that allows trade professionals, so plumbers, electricians, carpenters, joiners, whatever it is, to very easily create... They hate doing admin. They're fantastic at their craft. They're crap at doing admin. Fact. So what we've built is an app to allow them to make the part of the job they hate super simple. So quotes, invoices, car payments, all that good stuff. If I said to you, what are the what do you believe are the KPIs for the office package? What would you say? This is turning into the for, episode you probably didn't want it to be. In the in the sense of what like what's as in when someone subscribes to the office package, how do how do we what are the key markers? Of them actually Let's just say you're, it you're the product manager. This is good. I'm enjoying this. Mm-hmm. Let's just say, because this highlights everything going through my head right now. Let's say you are the product manager for the office package and you know it better than anyone. Mm-hmm. You're the product manager for the office package. And I say to you, Harry, you're responsible for the success of the office package and the impact it makes to the overall business. What do you want to measure? What do you think is important for us to measure? Hmm. That's a very good Good question. Obviously, a key one is retention. Like you, like hundred percent. Obviously, yep. we don't want churn. Hundred um, percent agree with that. And for anyone that's listening that doesn't understand what churn is, uh, churn is basically cancellations. So as people sign up to your product or service, a certain number of those will cancel. Mm-hmm. You need to follow your monthly and your annual churn because you, what you might be doing is filling the funnel full of users, paying lots on advertising to get them into the product, and none of them stick with it because you don't have product market fit yet. Thought I'd just drop that in there for anyone that's listening. So. agree with that one. It's tricky. I mean, you've got different things that you'd want to measure, like the time from someone, like you say, signing up and using the app. Yep. It's like, when do they achieve making a quote, making an invoice, how many have they done? They're they're different markers of of what, 
of how much they use the system. Yep. Um, but I, I'm not sure how, for example, knowing that someone does twice as many invoices as they does as they do quotes. That's you can't measure that against someone else because then not everyone uses the platform in the same way. Correct, because so a heating it, engineer might it, be doing five jobs a day and a landscaper's doing one job a so month. So I guess, is it more in the sense that, for example, there's a feature mm-hmm. that's there that takes up prime real estate on the home screen, but 1% of users use, pull it out? Like, is that the sort of thing you're thinking of or is that kind of, that's so, kind of product, um, <laughs> what's the phrase? Im- improving the products yep. and refining it rather than kind of using KPIs? So the way that you've answered that question, it literally highlights everything that I want to drill into this episode. Because as a company, we are so thinking about the granular, the the North Star of why, like the North Star of the business and why the office package can actually help our community and drive value and make us into a big business. I had personally forgotten about. So when I when I put it back to you like this and say, in two years time, we want every tradesperson who's using our app to have the ability to find the best prices for the products they're quoting and invoicing. Because what we'll do is charge manufacturers, merchants to place products through line items into the app, and then we'll become a marketplace for those products. If I position it like that to you, what do you think is the most important KPI? Simply put, if we're making money when invoice when a job is accepted and they need materials, what would you? Well, you just need more people using invoices and generating invoices. Yes, and that's why when I look at the business now, <clears throat> I look at everything that we're tracking. But you can't you can't make an individual make more invoices. In theory, that's just that number increases by more people using the platform. Agree, but what we're doing right now is we're focusing on let's get more subscribers to the app. Mm-hmm. Whereas personally, and someone listening to this might completely disagree, is the number that I need to like measure by is what is the new invoice value week on week. So right now, it might be a million quid a week going through the invoices paid to our community. And if I go, okay, that's the number that we can potentially support our members with, get them cheaper products, better value, better service, whatever it is. The byproduct, like the thing that we need to move below that metric is subscribers. Whereas right now what we're doing is saying, actually, let's just get more subscribers. Let's get more people into the app using it. Does that make sense? Like we've got like 25, 30 different metrics we track for the office package. But if you said, what's the most important one? And if you just said, what's the most important one? I actually wouldn't say it's the number of people using the app because that doesn't measure retention. Like in theory, it doesn't mm-hmm. measure re- it doesn't measure retention, doesn't measure churn, doesn't take any of that in consideration. Whereas if we saw that the number of invoices being paid through the app was going up 5% week on week or month on month, yeah, I know what you're saying because because essentially you could if if like you're saying you're tracking the overall invoice value for, yep. for all users. Really, what you're saying is rather than rather than us being focused on how many people sign up, yep. what that gives you the flexibility of is trying to attract larger businesses. What hundred percent? Which means that's what you just said is like bang on. Because right now what we do is let's get a user, and we're not thinking. Hold on, what is the right user to bring into the business? Yeah. Or what it also allows us to do is go, we don't need any more users. We've got 40% of our, to get to your point where you dig into the analytics. That, that on, a, on a development side of things opens up a whole new world because at the moment we're focused on a very specific user. 
Yep. Uh, he's going to win. And we build everything around that, the one-man band. So like, like oh, okay, this, sorry. This, yeah, this yes. So like, so if you want to focus on the invoice, the total invoice value, then yep. that changes everything from a um, feature and platform development point of view. Because so, if you're, no, no, no. If, so if surely we, if, if you're shooting at, for one goal, and because what you're saying is we need to get to this goal, and yep. how we get there is is fluid. Like whether it's more users or less users, but bigger companies, then potentially that can change. So okay, this is cool. I'm enjoying this because the thing is, what we have to do as a business is we have to put like it's not our core values or our mission. It's headline statement at the top is what what we do and who we serve. Okay, mm-hmm. so I want people that are listening to this in terms of what's the mission of the business and who do you serve? Like when we went to Gymshark that day in terms of the, how they position, who like who are their customers? I can't remember what it was, like the 18 to 24. And yes, people are like, I'm above 24. Mm-hmm. I bought some Gymshark stuff. I haven't been to the gym since, but I bought some, gym, <laughs> <laughs> I bought some Gymshark stuff. <laughs> Just sucking me right in with the brand. And, um, Still got the tags but, in. <laughs> but what we've got right now is we have a mission as a business to help Trace Western mm-hmm. more professional, more profitable. Yep. But our focus is the one to three man bands, mm-hmm. like a one, a one person company to a three person company. That stuff is set in stone. Then you take it down to what are the KPIs within the business that we're trying to drive. And right now we track fuck ton of metrics. Like low, I know everything mm-hmm. about our app. But because we collect so much data, like we're all kind of going, it's in a spreadsheet. Cool. Mm. Like the new line, the new line that's going next to our core KPIs is the fucking thing we're trying to target. The thing is, it's on our. Okay, let's go here. The thing is in our app right now. I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back because I want to get onto this in a second. So I'm going to put a pin in that. Okay, it's there. Pin in it. What you said was bang on. Like you can, if someone's focused on a KPI in the business, they can manipulate it potentially in a negative way to hit the KPI. E.g., okay, so I've, I've got to increase the invoice value 25% mm. or 10% month on month in the app. I'm just going to go and find 10 big contractors and get them to use the app. So what we have to do is you have to set, no, our customers are one to three man bands, sole traders in the UK. There's 771,000 of them. That's our market. We cannot differentiate from that. We can't t- take that off the path. So then we go, okay, invoice value. Originally, we're saying we need to get uh, more office package customers. But by focusing on the, the, the metric that is core to the business and will help us grow, we go invoice value is super important. Then from there we go, okay, if invoice value is super important, we have two choices. We have to look at the types of trades that we target Mm -hmm. and is there product categories that we should target that have sole traders, maybe landscaping or builders or extensions that will increase invoice value. Um, And you actually, builders tend to be like three, four, five person companies, not many. And then you can then start to apply some knowledge to it. And you go, okay, so we just need to focus on getting uh, more electrical contractors in that are doing house rewires at five grand a pop. But then the person might sit there and go, hold on, the average invoice value for our current heating engineers is three grand, but 25% of our users are using it for jobs 80 pound only. They don't feel confident right now Hmm. to put larger jobs through it. They're just doing it when they're on the job, doing a quick sync or a quick tap change. So it allows someone within the company to then look at that KPI and go, well, I'm actually going to spend a month trying to get our current users using it more. Because right now, if I brought someone in, it was an office package, get some get subscribers. That doesn't actually drive the value in the business. And that's where I'm trying to take this conversation in a very long, wordy way, is 
what you measure in the business is what your team will focus on, but it's not necessarily the thing that the business really cares about. And the problem that I've got right now is as the founder CEO, I need to get everyone on the train and move it forward. Mm-hmm. And we feel we're doing such great work. And this is where I'm going to speak out of both sides of my mouth. We're doing such great work as a company, but we still feel very fragmented. And the fact that we've got split offices right now because there's no office big enough in this building to accommodate us is is one small problem that we're going to overcome with some community stuff. But the fact that I know that in 12 months' time, we're going to have established line items in the app that will clean up our data that will allow us to add pricing. That's a core metric that we all need to be driving towards. As in when we're all speaking to brands or all speaking to customers, we should be all singing from the same hymn sheet. Mm-hmm. But because we're all very focused on you doing creative, you doing customer success, websites, client stuff, there's a risk that we don't understand what the actual core three to five KPIs are on the business. So we make bad decisions as a company. And it's all my fault. But right now I'm going through this exercise of take all the metrics, drill them down into four to five core KPIs, one for each area. So we've got tool talk, verified office, web, community. Find a singular core KPI to drive on that. And then what we'll do as a team is we'll strategize every month how are we going to move the KPIs this month? Like how are we going to get 10% increase on tool talk? So, quick inside baseball for you, Harry. The thing that I sent to you in your calendar where you nearly fucking tentatively accept, accepted it from me. <laughs> I don't care if it's, it's irrelevant <laughs> whether I tentatively accept or decline. It's still accepted, really. So, just accept it. So, that project tomorrow is one of the... <laughs> that's a very <laughs> passive-aggressive, Harry. That's, that's one way that I am trying to bring the team together collaboratively on projects to help us move specific KPIs in the business ready for when we sort of move to making this change. One person will be responsible in the team for a specific KPI and then we're going to build a team structure underneath it. If they don't have the resources to move it correctly, whether it's money, time or people, we are then going to build the team out so that person who manages that KPI has the right team, has enough money Mm. and has the right people to actually move that and that's how I'm trying to take the. I'm trying to be a better CEO in short because right now we're doing great work, we're profitable, we're getting there, but I need to level up my game. And that starts from understanding what we're trying to go to in the next 12, 24 months, and then drilling down into the core metrics of the business that matter, and then empowering people in the team to then go and deliver against them. Yeah, I feel like we don't, I know, I I fill in a lot of spreadsheets, but I know that we don't, I we've, we've never, or we've not sat down in a good while yep. and reviewed the numbers and said like, how do we change this? How do we improve that? It's just been a case of log it, log it, log it, log it, and get on. Well, that's a, that's, and that's the thing. That's the thing that's so... I'm glad we've got the data because we've got some historical stuff, but the data is irrelevant unless you build actions around it. Mm. And the, the thing that really fucks me off is the stuff that I'm saying right now, we do it for clients. Like we have very structured campaigns, KPIs mm. for clients, and we measure our success. And I'm like, why are we doing that level of detail for them and not for us? I know what we should be doing, but it's like we're not doing the work, we're just doing it for everyone else. So then that gets us on to the fact that we put three job postings up yesterday. Three. Okay. We're going like uh, customer success, designer, marketing. I'm the marketeer in the company. I do the marketing. Mm. And I'm prepared to actually, I need to be the man, I need to be the CEO. Like, I need to step up to that and bring someone in that is going to market the way that I want to. But I need to, I need to let go of the reins on that. Otherwise, we're just not going to build a business. Like the fact that I need to go in and do all the reporting off the back of the internal campaigns for expert trades is madness. I need to deploy a strategy into the team and say, you are responsible for growing tool talk reviews 10% month on month. There's a budget. I'm going to measure you. Because what that allows us to do to get back to point one when we open up these three questions is when I sit down to do a performance review or just a one-to-one, 
right now it's like how are things what do you need like are you happy like what's what do you need in the role blah 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 like which is fine but it will eventually get frustrating for the team members because they're like what the fuck is my career path here like how do i know if i'm doing a good job just because you take us for a beer adam doesn't mean it's fucking all right and rain like that's the thing that i'm concerned about and i think in three months time if i don't make a change we'll then start to see those cracks so the point one which we can get into another day which is how i'm implementing that in the company um and the two are very tied together. It's understand the KPIs and then how do you effectively roll out the KPIs within the team to make sure that everyone understands this is a good thing for the business because when employees know what they're trying to achieve and they achieve them and they get rewarded for them and compensated for great work, everyone's super happy. Or if they're doing a shit job, they need to know about it because what I can't do is roll up on someone and go, you fired. Why? Because that, that thing didn't move in six months' time. Mm. And they go, well, you didn't fucking tell me. Hmm, good point. Like, Good point. I didn't tell you. Crack on. Let's fix it. Let's go for a walk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> let's have a beer. <laughs> let's have a beer. We'll talk it through. That, we're at that stage right now. And if you're listening to this show, this, is, this has been an interesting one for me because I've actually got to talk to you about it. This is literally the conversations that any founder CEO will have in their head all the time. They'll think they're doing a shit job. Then when they close a big deal, they'll be like, things are good. But what you have to do is take a step back and look at the core fundamentals of your business. I don't. I feel guilty when I get a notepad and pen out and try and plan and be strategic and go to a coffee shop and just think about the business. I'm going to spend 20% of my time just thinking about the business and what's missing. How can I help a team member? What's like resources in the team? What do we need? Compared to just get in and get into Photoshop and do that campaign and run that Facebook ad. I'm trying to, be, in short, I'm trying to be a better CEO and this is how I'm rolling it out. KPIs, then going into performance management, making sure the team's happy and measuring performance. Just on the data points, because I know we are running on a good length here. Um, Sorry. Some of the data points have been deleted. Yep. Removed. Yep. Um, Yeah. So a lot of the daily data that was logged or tracked before is now gone. Yes. And it's like a weekly thing. Um, I understand, obviously... You don't you don't need the minutia, mm-hmm. but how did you make that decision that you don't need certain data fields anymore and then just remove them? Rather than think, well, let's keep them. Uh, it, it, maybe not track them anymore, but yep. at least keep them. So two things. Rather than just going, delete. So <laughs> two things on that. Everything that's missing from that sheet, I still have. Okay, you just covered it over. Yeah, what I wanted to do was, the thing is, so for example, we had a spreadsheet that was like... <laughs> We, we had a spreadsheet as long as my arm and the the problem is is when you throw all that data on a spreadsheet people open it up and they're like oh i'll chuck my numbers in i won't do anything about it i'll just put them in so what i decided to do was firstly split that but, spreadsheet up but is that true though or is it just because we've we never really sit down and regularly review data both you're right because we don't regularly review it everyone just puts the numbers in but also there's so many data points on that sheet that aren't relevant to people like the the person that's responsible for the tool talk stuff they un, they shouldn't be exposed to they can click a tab it's not as if we're hiding it they can click a tab and see what the hell's going on mm. over there because what i've done is pulled out the kpis across to the bottom tabs tool talk office verified web so they're still there but it allows someone to go into that sheet and be responsible for one tab so on that sheet because there's definitely data fields <clears throat> that have been deleted pardon there's definitely missing data fields on there no no so let me there's let me, numbers on there that i was like <laughs> that's my number (laughs) here's what I did I duplicated the sheet downloaded Mm -hmm. an Excel file and saved it on my computer 
Okay. So I have the data, but what I didn't want you to be doing every single day, and it's down to focus. If you're plugging in 25 different numbers, but the only four that I really care about. So in case Harry needs a bit of audio now to explain why uh. this has just uh, gone pear shape, <laughs> Harry took a drink and nearly died on me. Are you okay? He's still there at the back. But He's I'm still there. Back. Cool. So I was gasping over the data. <laughs> yeah, here's where I'm at. You had like 25 data points put into a sheet. When you've got to go in every single day, one, that's time to put it in. Two, we've got the fi- if we ever need it, we've got the file. Like it will be a crap job for someone or I'll outsource it or I'll just give them 365 Excel files and say, can you put that all in a spreadsheet for me? I could pay someone to go and do that fairly cheaply. But what I'm trying to do is make sure that all the data points that you're putting into the mm. sheet are actually core to the business. Because what then, example, if you, this isn't your role, but if you were responsible to build the invoice value up, the, the things on that sheet will give you an insight to what's going on in the app, then to allow you to go and build a strategy off the back of it. What I didn't want is everything else in the in that data sheet because yeah. it's just a case of it becomes three times bigger, three times more numbers, three times more confusing. It was like a three-finger swipe to get from one end to the other. Exactly. So what I was trying to do was actually segment it up, be really clear, and allow people to go in and know exactly what they're being measured against and then give them the opportunity to go and move that core metric without the need to think, oh, actually this thing that has gone up, but the other 10 have gone down. If the thing we care about has gone up, focus on that. There'll be byproduct, there'll be stuff that happens around the scenes on the edges, but we can't worry about that. I just don't want people, I'm trying to, I, what I try to do, and you know how I, how I am sometimes, I take, I make an adjustment and I try and snap everyone into line very, very quickly. If this was a more gradual approach, which is like, oh, here's the, here's the spreadsheet, guys, but I've added a new column here, which is the core KPI, and I put a little star at the top. That's the thing we're measuring. Then you're still in a sea of fucking data, and you're like, okay, add all the data in, add all the data in. Okay, what's, what's the number doing? Whereas there's no accountability for that. No response. Like, I wanted a sheet, a change, for people to go into and go, okay, cool. I deeply understand who's responsible for this KPI, where it is week on week, and I will go and then develop a strategy to grow it. And that's what we're reviewing tomorrow? No. That's what we're going to start contributing towards? So tomorrow is an example of a campaign that we're going to build. So for context, I put something into three people's calendars plus my own, Harry, Edie, and Matt. So Harry on the creative side, okay, Edie on just the project management side, and Matt on the web, email, newsletter side. So what I wanted to try and achieve as a as a team tomorrow, we're going to lock the door. We've got a sprint session. We've just hit a big milestone with our reviews. Collectively, as a team, we are going to look at the data, where we're at, establish a smart KPI that we can grow reviews by, build a campaign during that session for the 10,000 review milestone, and then run that campaign from Friday through to Monday, and then review the numbers on Monday. What I'm trying to prove to myself and the team is actually if we focus our efforts on one thing that we understand is core to the business and work together collaboratively as a unit, we can have a big impact on what we do compared to very fragmented efforts. So it's lock the door, do the sprint, push the work out, automate the whole damn thing, come back in on Monday and see the impact that we made together. Because I think what will happen is we'll look at it and go, holy shit, like this worked. Black Friday worked because you and Matt worked very hard mm. together. Like I saw a little glimpse of it then. I'm like, okay, we need to do more of this. We need to bring all the skills together to move the core KPIs in the business. Until I established those core KPIs, I couldn't do anything about it. Sales is very easy. I know the KPI, sell shit. 
I can get a number, sell it. What's weird about sales is you put a number on the board and you always hit it. Like if you've got a good team, like regardless of what the number is, you hit it. We hit our Black Friday sales target. So that's what Friday is. It's a collaborative team effort on a project to open up people's minds to say, actually, because Matt will be responsible for website sales, okay? But he can't do that on his own. He needs creative, okay? He might need Facebook ads. So he needs to understand how to work collaboratively as a team and go and draw down a resource in the team without pissing people off. Because someone knocking on your going, can you do that for me all the time? You're going to get pissed off with them. But if you understand yeah. that's to help him hit his KPI, which overall drives core business value, then everyone's happy. But when it's, can you do me a favor? It's like, fuck off, mate. I've got my own work. Yeah. Anything else? Because I know we're going long. Guys, the, the core thing that I want to sort of drive home on this is I'm going through a big learning curve right now. We are a 10-person team. We'll be 13 people by the end of Jan. And it's as you scale the company up, the founder knows the core things they're trying to achieve. The problem that I'm experiencing now is because I know what I'm trying to build. And Mark actually knows all the line item stuff, all the development stuff. But just because me and Mark know that, there's some people in the dark about what we're trying to achieve as a business. People might think we need office package subscribers. I don't care about the revenue from the office package. I would give the app away for free, but then we discover that no one used it because they don't pay for it, they don't value it. So what we're trying to do is actually bring the whole team together, make them super aligned, super energetic, super excited to come back into next year, deeply understand what the KPIs are. Then we're going into sort of doing regular surveys, one-to-one. I'm paying two grand for this bit of software just to do one-to-ones. I'm making a commitment because I need to be- As in like a one-to-one- like a, to, like a to one-to-one, people. you'll have a bit like a bit of software to basically allow us to doing <laughs> Skype perform performance <laughs> management, track one-to-ones, give feedback on me. Like I'll request feedback from the team. You can give feedback on other people. We can do 360 reviews. It will just allow me to get a really good sense of how the team is. Mm-hmm. Because as we grow, I'll lose I'll lose a little bit of the touchy feely with the team. Okay. <laughs> Probably for the best. <laughs> <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said it like that. <laughs> Speak to HR. But do you know what I mean? Like, there's a risk that I've become detached. And what, I know how you think about your role and how you think about me because we have conversations. Mm. The problem is, is I don't necessarily know what you think about Jordan as an example in the team. Part of me needs to take his fucking coat off. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, uh, yeah, Jordan, one day you'll listen to the show and hopefully you're not wearing a coat at that point in time. But- I, I actually, <laughs> funny side note, I looked out the window yesterday and saw him on a phone without a coat on what? outside. So he puts his coat back on and comes and sits at his desk. But as we grow, what I need to know is actually when you've hired someone to sit underneath you, I need to know how you're getting on with managing your employee and how you're KPIing them. I then also need to know how the person that you're managing thinks about you. Mm. Because if they don't like you, there's no channel of, there might not be any easy, open, accessible channel of communication. And I need to create that. And maybe this will, once we've got everyone onboarded and bits like that, this might be a really good show to how we've got this integrated. Because it feels like big corporate bullshit stuff, but it's 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 it's, it's annoying because it's almost like oh you don't want to you don't want to do that corporate thing, but like it's the sometimes it's the reason it's done is because it's the logical thing in order to build in a process to like handle and manage situations and people. Yeah, I like don't think of, like where my head's at right now is ignore the ignore the startup culture, ignore the corporate culture, just do the right thing for the business at the right time. I wouldn't have done this two years ago. I wouldn't have done it 12 months ago. Mm. We didn't have this problem. And now as we grow and as we get more successful, what success brings is emphasize cracks in the business. Simple as that. When things are shit, you can't tell what's shit. Everything looks shit. 
when you're not making money and you're running out of cash and you've got shit employees, when everything's shit, everything mm. just looks shit. It's just a part of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but when, when things are good and you have good staff and people are doing great work and we're profitable and we're growing, when that starts to happen, the cracks in the business mm. actually become extremely obvious. Trying to refine it then at that point. 100%. What I want you to do is that thing that we just said the shit and the cracks, put that at the front even before the review because if someone doesn't get this far in the show, that's what I want people to take away is as you grow, this is the thing that you need to take away. I'm not gonna repeat myself, but that is it. When it's shit, it's shit. As you grow, you start to understand the cracks and do not think this this isn't the startup thing. This isn't beanbags in an office and beers and I did, whatever. Do the right thing for the business even if it feels a little bit corporate. Because there's a reason that corporate's got corporate at the end of the day. Mm. Like there's a reason that someone had to build the process to scale the team. We can't have this work culture when we're 50 people strong. We can have the same like emotional culture about it, but we can't have the same processes we've got now. Mm. And that's what we're fixing. I'll cover a lot of this off in our 2018 review and our 2019 moving forward episodes. Cool. And on that very long, lengthy, girthy, some might say, note... We'll leave it there. Guys, if you have any questions, you can email them in to questions at startupdiary.club. That's right, startupdiary.club, or you can send in a voicemail. Using the Anchor app. We'll call it a voice message, Harry. (laughs) So, guys, uh, we moved across to Anchor a few months back, and one of the core reasons we did that, and I want, if you got this far in the show, for Jesus, like, go into the Anchor app, find Startup Diary. You can send us a voice message. Say hi. Leave us a review. Ask us a question, or just, if you don't like the show, tell me. I I promise you, if you send a message in, me or Harry will reply, good, bad, indifferent, whatever you want to say. Send it in. Find out where you live. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, go into the Anchor app, send us a voice message if you have a listen to the question. I'll be really straight with you. They've dried up. People miss two T's in the middle and one S at the end. And if you're new to the show... I mean, the email still exists, so if... Don't go if- giving them that option, Harrison. <laughs> Get, don't, don't, you just jumped over them. You're not even on the fence. You jumped over the fence at that point. <laughs> Guys, I'm on their side. <laughs> Guys, hopefully you enjoyed today's show. If you have any follow-up questions, ping it in to the email or through the Anchor app. Listen, you listen to this on a Friday. Have a fantastic weekend. Go and enjoy your friends and your family because, trust me, it gets fucking mental every single Monday when you do this thing called a startup. Enjoy, speak to you soon.